Thank you for joining us here at the First Love Ministry at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren has titled his sermon today, Agents of Light. Our liturgist today is Mary Lou Leo. Our scripture reading is taken from Isaiah 60, 1-6. And the scripture reading is taken from Matthew 2. 1 through 12. Our special music comes from the chancel choir. The title is Brightest and Best. We pray all are healthy in your family and that you have a blessed week. May God be with all of you. The scripture reading is from Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 to 6. Let us listen to the word of God. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, and the young camels of Midian and Ephah and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. Let us listen to the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. It's the beginning of a new year, and oftentimes that means we're able to start anew. As a family, we started writing resolutions on New Year's Eve last year. We used a list of 18 word prompts like visit, or read, or do, grow, make, try, eat, and then you fill in the blank, right? Like visit, fill in the blank. And so we had 18 of those, and we reviewed last year's, and I actually did some of the things on my list. Eat at more restaurants. Uh, uh, This time last year, it was still semi-lockdown, so that one was the easy one. Grow my DVD collection. Thanks for the Goodwill outlet. We now have 446 DVDs. Learn more about my daughter's interests. So I pushed my feelings of YouTube and TikTok partly aside and started asking questions about what they watched. It's not only given me more insight into each of them, but when they see one that I might like, they share it with me. So when making this year's list, I not only put things I'm excited about doing, but I put a few things that will help me stretch myself. Like, I'm excited to take a sabbatical, since it will expand our worldview as a family. I'm excited to learn more about my heritage and faith. I'm excited to eat more fondue. We had it on New Year's Eve, and it's good. Our kids liked it. Now, these are the places I want to stretch. Read. A book each daughter recommends. Now, they're avid readers and read things I wouldn't normally choose. Try dad and daughter dates. Enjoy dates with my wife. We used to do these more often, 
But ever since COVID, we just kind of stopped. Volunteer at the school musicals and plays, and since Christine Smith is here, I'm sure you'll hold me to it. Watch the movies in my DVD collection. <laughs> I might not watch them all. Some of you might already have a list, but if you don't, I put blank copies of them in the offering plates, and so you can just grab them, and it's a fun little exercise. It's easy, it's quick, because there's only 18 words. Some of those things you know you're doing or planning on, some of those things might stretch yourselves. So as we begin this new year, today as a church, we celebrate Epiphany. Epiphany is a day that we celebrate the wise men following a star to Jesus. Epiphany is a day we celebrate God's light in the world. We know and read this story every year. Even in our sanctuary, we emphasize God's light, the candles. Every Sunday, that light shines as a beacon as we start worship. We see it in the star here above us. However, there's much more to this story than just a star. One pastor says, no matter how old or wise we get, there is something in each of us that still fears the dark. If only a little. Like I said in children's time, danger still lurks in the shadows of our lives, whether in an urban alley or on an unlit rural road or in our town or in our own toy-strewn living rooms. We still count on light to illuminate the dangers and show us life the way it really is. And if when we flip the switch, we catch a glimpse of a cockroach or two scurrying for the shadows, well, that's part of the deal, isn't it? This pastor goes a bit deep, deeper saying, light is a two-edged sword. The light that is Jesus Christ illuminates and exposes it shows the world as it really is, but it also enlightens. It shows us the path of righteousness that leads to God's kingdom. So as we hear in today's scripture reading, we see light as a two-edged sword. The Magi are simply following this star, which illuminates a path to Bethlehem. And as they research the ancient text and scriptures, these foreigners discover the star pronouncing the birth of the Messiah. And on their way, they share this enlightening and exciting news to King Herod. While news of the Messiah's birth should be, bring joy to the nation, it instead illuminates King Herod's jealousy. Starlight ends up exposing Herod's rage and brings about a great darkness. The light shows the world as it really is here. Young families of Bethlehem suffer. Didn't read it today. But we know this story at the decrees that the king brings about. It's a decree of great sadness, of darkness, that certainly impacted generations in Bethlehem. In this instant, it doesn't just feel like the light of the world is joyous or hope-filled. I remember as a kid looking up at the, at the night sky and not being able to see many stars. I lived in Chicago suburbs. You could imagine the light pollution there would hinder the ability to see many stars. 
Financial Times journalist Clive Cookson said many years ago, if the star of Bethlehem reappeared this year, it would be lost in the artificial urban glow of a modern city. Cookson reports about the growing number of dark sky enthusiasts who see light pollution as a threat to animal and human health. According to managing director of the International Dark Sky Association, more people are realizing the value of restoring the night sky to the glory it had been before civilization and appreciating the harm that light pollution can do to human health, plant, and animal life, as well as the money and energy wasted on excessive lighting. Now, this is one of the joys of living here in Jacksonville. On a clear night, we can actually look up and see stars. And for those who live outside city limits, you can even see more stars. And the reason this matters is that there's a distinction between God's light and human-created light. While there's a lot of great things about modern technology, we've learned that the blue glow from the screens is bad for our vision. Even our kids know this. It doesn't help us sleep very well. Most of us know that we need to get outside more, soaking up that vitamin D. It's hard on days like today. Isaiah turns to the night sky to see the glory of God revealed. Perhaps in dimming our human-produced lights, we may be better able to perceive that glory today. This week I read an interesting story about the 2014 Olympics torch lighting. I guess they contacted a Siberian company to create an advanced torch. This company typically manufactured submarine ballistic missiles. So a torch lighting, they went all out. On the day before the first torch was lit, they said this, our torches don't go out in wind speeds of up to 60 kilometers an hour, temperatures of up to minus 50 degrees Celsius. There are versions of the torch which burn underwater. They planned the longest route in Olympic history, through the North Pole, into space, even underwater, and 14,000 torchbearers by foot, train, plane, car, snowmobile, jetpack, zip wire, sleigh, horse, and camel. But of course, it didn't go all as planned. The flame went out as many as four dozen times, including eight times in the first six days, the flame set three people on fire, luckily never in a hazardous way. These torches cost $6 million, and torchbearers were to buy the $350 torch. That was hard for some of the people. If we want to talk about light-bearing biblically, perhaps... This is what happens when we march ahead with the flame instead of following the light. Perhaps this is the result of buying into the hype or producing it ourselves that tells us that we are bigger and better and more thrillingly ambitious when we run out in front instead of studying and carefully following the star. After all, it doesn't get much more superlative than the light of the world whose glory will appear over us how could we or why would we try to shine brighter than that? Now, as we approach this new year, 
We are called, like these wise men, to follow God's light in different ways. The world's light, as flashy and as nice as it is, doesn't actually fulfill us or bring us joy. Sometimes it's even toxic. While God's light might expose darkness and sin, God loves us anyway and wants us to share this light of Christ. Jesus enlightens our path and calls us to become agents of light, followers of the true light. So as we think about this upcoming year, we don't have to do things bigger and better and more thrillingly ambitious. We're called to follow the starlight, discover and share God's light. So how will we share, give, grow, love? This week, as we go out into the world, find two or three ways to be agents of light this week. Maybe with prayer. It'll help you illuminate the things that lurk in the dark shadows of your life. Maybe you go let go of the toxic light in your life and instead fill it with things that really fill you. Read scripture, prayer, kindness and love. Maybe you help someone struggling by sharing God's light and love. There are things we each can do. It's not always an easy task. That light shines on everything, exposing things. But it also enlightens, restores, and gives life. Just like the Magi and Isaiah, we are called to follow God's light, to be agents of light in the world, and to allow God's glory to shine above us and through us and over us. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217 217- Two four five four one eight nine. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at f-i-r-s-t-p-r-e-s-j-a-x dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called
First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.